You're listening to New Regal Radio. Radio. Do you want to get right? Well, do you, punk? Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to New Everybody, I am DJ Adam, and you are in Lurch's Lair. And I got a special guest from the New Order HQ. How's everybody doing out there? It's DJ Dave hanging out in the lair. Brand new show coming at you this week, no less. Awesome. Tell tell folks about the show. Kind of nervous. It'll get over it Friday night, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. All 70s, 80s, and 90s rock, metal, and glam. That's right. So get out that makeup. Tease up your hair with some Aquanet. Or Adorn. And get out your spandex. Okay, You don't get out your spandex. I won't get my spandex out either. But... So uh, stretching. That is too much stretching going on. So join DJ Dave on Friday here on New Regal Radio as he debuts the New Order headquarters. It'll be a blast. I hope so. It will be. And and it's the one thing with live radio. I mean, you're going to be nervous. Everybody is. The show must go on. Just go with the flow. Whatever happens, it's out there. You can't take it back. And you can't edit it. It is live. Of course, we will have our other special guests joining us here in the second hour. Ignite the Fire will be joining us here in studio. So we're doing a little pre-gaming right now here in the lair. Got some new music for you coming up this hour. And this first one is something I am excited about. I, I waiting for this to come out. This is a band that I've we've had for a long time here in the lair some brand new music from them finally uh autumn rove out of peoria illinois their song shivers something we've played here a lot and they saw some brand new stuff can't wait to hear it this one right here is called lips and let me tell you what you can you hear i know when when i heard the this what was the name of this song Completely thought of something different than what this song is actually about. So, everybody take a listen, see how you enjoy it. You're in Lurch's Lair, you're on New Regal Radio.
Overgill Radio. I'm DJ Adam along with DJ Dave. And you are in Lurch's Lair. That right there was something brand new from Lola Black out of Denver, Colorado from their album Nothing's Gonna Be Alright. That is all in. Right before that, one of our 12 albums of Christmas. If you've been following along on the Facebook, Twitter feed, subreddit, whatever. We had uh, our 12 albums of Christmas, which this past week we wrapped up. Uh, the album is called Ascension uh, from Paralandra. They're out of Springfield, Missouri. Paralandra is uh, Cassandra Carson on vocals and guitar, Paul Carson on guitar, Nick Gray on drums, and Sawyer Rickard on bass. Ascension is strong start to finish, edgy, hard rocking instrumentals and vocals. And some in-your-face attitude in these songs as well. Uh, my favorites from the album are this one right here, which was Back to Life, Pretty Little Liar, and Need to Feed. So check that out with the 12 albums of Christmas. They were 12 albums I picked out that I thought would make great presents. Go out and buy the CD, would make great stocking stuffers, make a nice uh, Secret Santa for somebody. Uh, so that was... Uh, one of the four what we did this past week. Now, as we roll along, get some music in here before Ignite the Fire joins us. Ground Level Falcons out of Edmonton, Alberta. A chilly cold of Canada. Uh, from their album, The New Wilderness, this is the song, Why You're Telling a Lie. You're in Lurch's Lair, here on New Regal Radio. Rebellion You're abandoned Take more time On these transitions Externalize Thoughts and how they become So disorganized Paper on your brain Confrontations that take the shape of one
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam. And I'm DJ Dave. And you are in Lurch's Lair. Little Amorettes right there out of Edinburgh, United Kingdom. That is the title track to their album, Born to Break. Right before that, Alpha Zero Three, who's actually out in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. Um, that one is from their self-titled debut album, which was one of our 12 albums of Christmas. Uh, Alpha Zero Three is Monty, Leach, Jeff Smith, Stefan Pizzuto, Russ McAdoo, and Bob Giovanetti. This album, is, it's just a great rock album. It's a solid rock album. You can put it on, sing along to it. Uh, I liken th- their music kind of to, to Genesis. Because it's just it's just something that has a, can have a wide uh, acceptance, a wide variety of people enjoying their music. Uh, some of my favorites on this album include Pearls, uh, Sons and Angels, and that song right there, which is called "Waiting on Myself." Now, of course, we are waiting for "Ignite the Fire." Of course. They'll be here in the 7 o'clock hour, as traffic allows, you know, sometimes. But uh, they will be joining us in the 7 o'clock hour. And now I lost my train of thought when you showed that to me. Oh. Uh, the pictures you can show but can't see on the radio. I've been told I have a face for radio. I got a, everything for radio. I remember what I wanted to say is that coming up next Sunday... As we all get ready for jolly old St. Nick. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody out there. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> well, we're not going to go there. But speaking of which, yes, I will be playing Baby It's Cold Outside. Vanessa Williams does a very nice version of it. So, um, But we will be having our Christmas Carol show next uh, Sunday night. Next Sunday night. 6 p.m. Eastern here on New Regal Radio because, of course, next Monday night is it's New Year's Eve. Not New Year's Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. The following Monday night. Yes, Christmas Eve. So I, I got, we got to get the layer ready for Jolly Old St. Nick. Got to be ready so Jolly Old St. Nick can bring presents for Agent A. He says he's been good enough this year. I know he's been tall enough. Well, he comes by that, honestly. Yes, he's outgrown his mother and Mrs. Lurch. He still hasn't Probably out- me. He still hasn't outgrown me, though. Not yet, anyway. It's all right. I can still pick him up and put him where I want him. So don't forget, next Sunday night, we will have our Carol for All here in Lurch's Lair. So join us for two hours of rock and Christmas tunes. And of course, then coming up New Year's Eve, we will have a New Year's Eve show here. I think that week, the Sunday and the Monday show, I'm going to mix up a little. Might do the uh, the independent show on Sunday, then the Monday night show. I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to, you know, we're going to mix it up with some party songs and, and we're just going to have some fun on New Year's Eve. Plus, we're going to take a look back for the, you know, the past year in the layer, some of the songs we've played, some of the favorites we've played here in the layer. Now, next up, a little something new here from Jim Annie. 
from Wolverhampton, United Kingdom. This one here is from their upcoming album called 100 Proof. Song is called Love Ain't Here. You're in Lurch's Lair here on New Regal Radio.
while you can You probably heard this before But I'm more than a typical man But not for the better Much more for the worse It may look like a blessing to you But it's more of a curse I'm DJ Adam. Along with DJ Dave. And you are in Lurch's Lair. Little small town titans there uh, from right here in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, That song right there is called Me, Myself, and Monster. It is from the Hybrid Sessions. Uh, That is one of my 12 albums of Christmas. Uh, The small town titans are Phil Freeman on vocals, bass, and harmonica. Ben Gillies on guitar and vocals, and Johnny Ross on drums and vocals. Yes, this album is definitely a hard rock album. Uh, Phil Friedman's voice blends with the trio's powerful instrumentals to bring you a sound and attitude that is uniquely Titan-esque. My favorites on here are Me, Myself, and Monster. I got a nice holiday favorite on here that everyone's just loving right now. It's getting them a lot of attention. 
you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And uh, the emotionally charged ballad on here called Dragonfly, which was written by the lead singer for his mother. Um, so if you get a chance, check out the hybrid sessions. It is it's a great little EP. Great for, you know, giving out as a little gift. Or a gift to yourself, by the way. You can give gifts to yourself. That's perfectly fine. I think I'll be getting that album. It's good stuff. Uh, right before that, Black Whiskey out of London, England. That song right there is called Dry Bones. Now, speaking of the Titans, doing a, a 2018 Artist of the Year vote over in the Lurch's Lair radio show group. Not on the page, on the group. So, we started this last week. We're going over up to the 27th. So, the voting, within like 24 hours, the Titan Army has just, is is out in front of everybody leading their lapping cars. The Titans have 72 votes. The next closest is the band Crossfer and Ignite the Fire. And each of them have 12. Wow. Anatomy of the Sacred is fourth with eight. And three left is fifth with six votes. Now, we still have plenty of time to, to get votes in. If you want to go over and vote, go to the Lurch's Lair radio show group, not the page. Although you can go to the page because there's a link to the group. But go to the Lurch's Lair Radio Show group. That's exactly what it's called. Lurch's Lair Radio Show. Now to vote, you have to be a member of the group. So request to join the group. And then you can go vote. For whomever you want. Like I said, we will have that up till the 27th. And then we'll reveal... Our 2018 Artist of the Year for Lurch's Lair on the New Year's Eve show. So I have a I have a small rant here. Uh oh. Yes. Um, Friday night we did go to see Gunmetal Gray out of Harrisburg. Here we play on the show, the Small Town Titans. We got to see the Small Town Titans September morning, and from Ashes to New. Now, we got to see Gunmetal Gray. The Titans were awesome, as always. Same thing with Gunmetal Gray, and they're putting out a new album. So, look for something new from Gunmetal Gray coming up in 2019. And got to see September Morning as well. Didn't get to see uh, From Ashes to New, though. So, I, I'm not going to... I just have this... Uh, some tips... For when you go to a show, especially a sold-out show, don't listen to the Journey song "Love and Touch and Squeezing." That's exactly right. Unless you're going to see Journey, then it's perfectly all right. So, when you're at a show, like this this particular show, it was sold out. I mean, just between the Small Town Titans and From Ashes to New, both are local bands. Both have a huge following. I mean, From Ashes to New is a national band, but they are from Lancaster, so it they have, you know, it'll they they have a huge following. This was a home show for both of them. 
if you're going to a packed show where people are standing, like we were on the third level on a balcony, so people were literally standing three to the rail. People were trying to stand on tiptoes to look over my shoulder. At six foot eight, people were trying to look over my shoulder to see down. I know. So, in a in a in a in a venue like that, in an atmosphere like that, what you're not going to be able to do, you are not going to be able to stand there and act like you are on the floor of a nightclub. You're not going to be able to twerk and cronk or whatever other, you know, or seize that too. That's not something you, you can do in a show like this. Have some courtesy of the people around you because you are all packed in there. Yes. Everybody wants to have a good time. Get a drink, have some fun. You're there to listen to the music. To watch the bands. I understand all that. I was there. Mrs. Lurch was there. We were there to watch these bands. Because the people around us. It got to a point. Where we had to leave. Or it was going to probably. It it was probably going to end up being physical. And not Olivia Newton John physical? Not in a good way either. No. So all, all I'm trying to say is when you're going to a show, be kind to those around you. You're, you're all there to support the bands. I always say, especially with these independent bands, these local bands, support your local venue, support your local bands, but be conscious of the, the surroundings and be courteous to the people around you. If you want to, you know, dance and, you know, whatever you want to be Miley Cyrus. Great. That's fine. There's dance, there's dance clubs for that kind of stuff. But when you're in a packed crowd, that's not the time and place for it. As a, as a DJ at live events, have you ever seen anything like that before? Yes. And those people got escorted out. Well, I'm pretty sure we were almost escorted out. I would have throw punched somebody. That's why we left. Hey, I would have come bail you out. I am going to give a, a heads up to the, or a, a shout out to uh, the Chameleon Club. You know, we, uh, I, I had some discussions with, uh, with them after the show, uh, the next day, and you know, they uh, they apologized for the way things went down. They were very you know very nice, very courteous, and uh, you know I can't say enough about them and and what we you know what was talked about afterwards. I can't say enough about the management down there uh, for what they you know for what they had to say. So you know I know it's hard on a venue because it's kind of a he said she said thing sometimes. But it's all fun and games to get tossed off the third floor balcony, too. That's exactly right. And I didn't want to get tossed off the balcony. Talk about a mosh pit. Wait, that'd be a mash pit. You know what? I wouldn't even want to be the person underneath when if I fell off the balcony. It's like none of you are catching me. All of you are going to be squished. I would try. Somebody get the squeegee out. And a shop vac. In a shop vac. 
So that's just my two cents. Like I said, just when you're out of the, at a venue, go have fun. Obvi- definitely have fun. But don't go, you know, beware of your surroundings. Don't go too far with it. Especially when the point you're rubbing up on people. You're rubbing up on strangers. Ugh. And so ends my rant. I'll get down off my soapbox here. Big soapbox. Yes, it is. We got a little more time here left in the first hour. Next up, uh, Cyrus out of East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania from their album Welcome to Our Hell. This is the song number two. You're in Lurch's Lair here on New Regal Radio.
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam. Along with DJ Dave. And you are in Lurch's Lair. That right there was Crimson Breed out of Cambridge, Ontario with their single Solid. Right before that, Ashes Arise uh, from their album Resurgence from Oblivion. That was Obsidian Veil. Now just to let you know, we are expecting and uh, Ignite the Fire here soon. They just messaged saying they're running a little behind. Traffic does that for, to you. And Pennsylvania roads. Well, that too. Uh, traffic, construction, anything you want here in Pennsylvania. The traffic cone is the new flower of Pennsylvania. So, DJ Dave, yes, tell sir. the folks who are tuning in about the New Order headquarters that you have coming up here on Friday night. Wow, my first show. Dun, 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 dun. I was thinking more Boon Chicka Wow Wow, but... Wow, chicka wow, wow. Friday night, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. It will be all your 70s, 80s, and 90s rock, metal, and glam. So give the folks some uh, some examples of what you're going to be playing for them. Oh, we got Motley Crue, Rolling Stones, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Tesla. I think I'm even going to throw in some taco putting on the Ritz. Everyone loves some taco. The music. Yes. And the food. Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. Right. You can't, you know, I'm so innocent over here. (laughs) Come on now. Glad this is you the gonna, concrete floor. You gonna you gonna have some Rock Me Amadeus on there too? Sure. I actually got that on my phone. Well, there you go, little Falco. So uh, Friday, eight p.m. You're you're almost in the layers. Actually, you're an extra hour, but you're in the layers time, old time slot there. So got to start somewhere. Slipping it right in there where the layer used to be. And we're just gonna let that one go. <laughs> But uh, glad to have you on board here, Dave. Um, I can't wait to get it rolling. I I can't wait to either. I can't wait to hear what you have for us. So everyone tune in Friday night, this coming Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern here on New Regal Radio. Come and join us. Whether it's NewRegalRadio.com or use the TuneIn app, you can search for New Regal Radio right on there and listen live and on the go with the app. So, join us for that. I know I'll be in the chat room. So, you can come, listen in, we'll chat, have some, have a great time. Now, as we, we're going to roll on here a little more as we wait for the guys to get... There you go. A little preview there for you. <laughs> Boy, that was a surprise right there. <laughs> the boss probably just jumped out of his chair. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Well, we're going to keep rolling here with a little Abolith out of Los Angeles, California. From their album Benthos, this is the song No Good. You're in Lurch's Lair here on New Regal Radio.
Not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva Da Nang. Da Nang me. Da Nang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey, is this a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early, how about that Cro Magnon, Marty Drywitz? Thank you, Marty, for silky smooth sound. Make me sound like Peggy Lee. Oh, get 
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam along with DJ Dave. And you are in Lurch's Lair. That one right there was Ark and Stones out of Nashville, Tennessee from their single. It's called Fire Truck. And folks, I'm excited. I'm glad to have our guests back in the lair. It's Ignite the Fire. We got Mark. Howdy. <laughs> Kaylin. How's it going? And Holly. Hello. Back in the studio. I'm so psyched to have you guys back here. We're excited uh, to be here. For the new uh, new album. Heck yeah. And uh, by the way, you guys were, were great Saturday night. Thank we you. Thank you. enjoyed it a lot. So, uh, if you're here in the Harrisburg area, you don't have anything to do Saturday night. And you know what? Even if you do have something to do Saturday night, down at the Harrisburg Midtown Arts Center, Ignite the Fire will be there Saturday night. Change your plans. Go out to the Harrisburg Midtown Arts Center and see these fine folks. Call in sick if you're working. Call <laughs> We we can actually you know go ahead and we can we can't actually suggest that but if you do I, we're not going to argue with it. I'll have doctor slips at the door. I mean. Well, there you go. Doctor Day is going to going to fix you up. So, um, I have listened to uh, Between Shadow and Solace a lot. We actually have it in the car, so we've been listening to it uh, over and over again. Um, there's a definite flow to this album as far as I I know you have a, a had a kind of a theme with each song yeah. going here and you can tell there's a definite flow. So tell folks about Between Shadow and Solace. Yeah, no sure. Um so going into the writing, I mean we we started the first song we started with on this CD was Lazarus and we I really like the lyrics that I put forward for the song and it kind of sparked this idea of, okay, well, what if we not necessarily do a concept for the EP, but what if we kept it thematic, kept it about, you know, what it means to be human and have it set around this idea of the darkness and the light. And when you bring those two concepts together, you create the the human person. And so as we were just writing the songs and as we were working um, in the studio uh, with our producer, Jeremy Dove out of Darksville Studios, we just started going in with this mindset and uh, really putting forth the effort to kind of have this cohesion behind the CD, uh, but not necessarily make it a concept. Just make it something where it could be a journey where you could start from the dark and you end up with the light. You start from the shadows and you end up with solace. And uh, that was the mindset going into writing it. Because I noticed when listening to this album, of course you have the intro, which is shadows, and it starts out very quiet, very peaceful. And then towards the end, it just ramps right up and right into Victim of Shame, where you start to really kind of get, you know, almost angry guitar. <laughs> you know, very, very Wait, aggressive. We're angry recording it because we kept messing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It came through. But you, you kind of get that, you know, that, you know, really harsh and, and you know, kind of almost, like I said, angry. But as the, as this, this EP goes... And you get down to shadows, which, you know, I, I think you put perfectly where it's it is. It's it's where everybody is. I think the the best line from that song is, you know, I, I'm I'm broken but beautifully flawed. 
And I think that's, to me, that kind of hit it. That whole song hits home for me. But just that whole, that lyric right there, you know, we are all broken in our own way. When we are all flawed, but, you know, everybody is. Yeah. And that's what makes us us. Right. No, and, and that's the concept behind the CD is, is this idea of we, we have this feeling as human beings that, you know, we can't accept the darkness that's within us. We can't accept the, the, the necessary, uh, the, the bad pieces you know, the bad aspects of our life. And this is a way of saying, well, th this is who I am. You know, it doesn't, I don't have to be defined by the darkness or the badness in my life, but I can rearrange it. I can take those aspects of myself, learn to accept them and lear learn to grow past them. And, and, and that's really what Solace is saying at the end of the CD is saying that, you know, I can rearrange and I can become a better person from this. I'm not defined by it, but I can become better from it. Okay, so the first song off of this was Lazarus, and this was also the first video you did off of it. And DJ Dave over here had a you know had a reaction from the video. I was like, I was like, started watching. I was like, what? all right, we got a girl handcuffed or chained to a tree. And here comes a guy with an eye. This isn't gonna end well. It's really me when I'm being bad. <laughs> Hell, you're talking about Muse too much again. Go to the tree. <laughs> Chain to the tree. Go to the tree. <laughs> so talk, talk about, talk about Lazarus. Talk about the video and how you came up with the concept and for that video. Um. Yeah. Well, like we said, Lazarus was the first song we wrote for the new CD, and I think even just musically, if it set the tone for the theme of the album, where. Um, it has both that darkness and hope to it. It's like a lot of the verses, the bridge, it's all these very dark, fast-paced riffs. But then the chorus is very hopeful and uplifting, not just lyrically, but musically too. Um, so I think we, we built really the whole EP theme around that song. And then I think we also encompassed that in the music video as well. Um, not only just from the natural lighting that we use, but uh, the storyline of it where we have Holly um, at first escaping all these uh, dark flaws, um, the denial, bait, bargaining, um, all that, but then at the end of the video she learns she needs to embrace it and accept that that's part of what makes her human. and. When you're going back and forth between the storyline and the performance part, you you also see some change in the natural lighting um, and the coldness that we were in because we filmed this right at the end. <laughs> we filmed it right at the end of winter, um, so that's why it's all dreary and everything there. Um, but I think that really captured what we wanted to capture in the song. Yeah, absolutely. And, and our director uh, Melissa Sly with uh, Visual Sly, she. Uh, we worked with her on the Criticize music video, so she already had an idea of kind of what we were going for, you know, from working with us in the past. So sitting down with her again and saying, okay, this is the concept we're running with, you know, and she was excited. She was all on board to make this become a reality. And, um, yeah, it just and, and utilizing Holly as our main protagonist, having it, keeping it within the band, too, we really wanted to, to capture that feeling. And it also helped that, you know, we have Holly as the main protagonist, but it's also this little girl is almost like a visage of her. 
Um, it, it's basically um, uh, th that's that childhood kind of ignorance that she's chasing after, and that's that denial as she's trying to escape uh, the, these inherent evils that are in her life. And then, uh, like Mark said, learning to accept them. And, and Hollis, the little girl, she did an amazing job, and I think Holly can talk to that because yeah. So it's it's funny when I first um, met. Hollis's mother, Hollis had just been born, she was probably like nine months old, and I was playing bass at the church at the time, and Emily spoke one evening, and she just comes up to me and goes, hi, I'm Emily, I'm like, hi, I'm Holly, and she's like, so this is gonna sound weird, but I had a dream, my daughter would grow to be just like you, she's like, she grew up to have like long, I had long hair at the time, she's like, she had long hair like you, she was playing like the exact same color bass, she's like, she's gonna grow up to be just like you like personality wise too and I'm like 14 years old and I'm just like looking at this lady I'm like okay I gotta go my dad's here <laughs> and he's just like hell is church I was like this lady came up to me talking about like her baby like it was weird but through that I, I gained a, a mentor and a friend that I've had for the past um, 10 years and watching I've seen Hollis grow up and come into this own person that she is and I definitely do see myself in her and so when Kaylin was bringing up the Lazarus idea and giving us all these ideas I was like I'm sure like Hollis would love to be in the video and so I remember calling Emily and I was like how would you feel about Hollis being in the video and she's like oh she would love that she would love that so much and I remember it was fun shooting the video with her and just like bringing a big part of my life which is the band and then bringing this second family basically into the band as well it, it was amazing and it was funny at the end of the shoot she just goes you know you guys seem like you're really scary and intimidating <laughs> but you're all just a bunch of cool nerds <laughs> it's just like, she's not wrong she's she's not wrong and so it it's just really humbling and really cool to see the impact that it's had on her and we were actually her first concert ever that she's been to a, at the chameleon club last year and so it's it's just been amazing having someone that I didn't think would be a part of my life be even more a part of my and life. And Hollis was a, just an incredibly great actor, too. Oh Completely blew the rest of us out of the water. I look like crap compared to her. It's just like, <laughs> so, you she's know, 10 and she's, you know, she's killing it out there, acting her, her heart out. And you, she, you get this little amazing. girl. You get this little girl who's, you know, obviously she's younger, right? And then as soon as the camera rolling, it's like completely different. We're all like, "Oh, she's scary." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Well, I can I can tell you from experience with uh, with Agent A that the the child didn't want to first didn't want to be in band because he had to go on stage. It was scary. He had to go on stage, and then when he decided to play the drum and got on stage. <laughs> It's just, the minute he was on stage, it just flipped. His personality completely flipped, and he was after every you know, after every song, he was up there bowing and like holding his sticks up in the air. So I I understand. It's like you know, once you get up there and you get, yeah. then you're you know you're he, hooked. Yeah, you're yep. hooked on it. So absolutely. Um, so I I I have to say and and. You know, we, we did an interview with um, with your mother uh, Saturday night, and I have to say that um, a year ago when we were down at Rock on the Rise and, and Agent A was with us, it was, an, um, he had an amazing time with you guys. Um, it was really great to see him kind of come out of his shell a little. You let him go behind the drum kit, That's and I, he was... I remember because he just 
you told him he could play. And I just he just looked at me like, can I, Dad, can I really do that? And, uh, you know, he got to talk with Jack a, a little as well. And he... He actually slept with the drumstick that night, by the way, oh, that wow, you guys really? signed for him. Oh. He slept with that that night, <laughs> wow. but um, he had a smile on his face. He couldn't, you couldn't get off his face because you know of the the time and and the things that you did for him that night. So, as a parent, I thank you very much for that because um, it was an incre- it was an incredible night for him. Oh, absolutely, and that's what it's all about, though. You know, it's all about that. So, how about we play Lazarus for the fine folks here? Sure. All right. This is Ignite the Fire. It is Lazarus. And uh, let me uh, actually put it in so you can listen to it. All right. You're in Lurch's Lair here on New Regal Radio.
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam. And DJ Dave. Along with Ignite the Fire. And Mrs. Lurch. And Mrs. Lurch as well. And Manager Rick. <laughs> we don't talk about Shout him. out Manager no. Rick. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about Rick. We don't talk about him. So, like I said uh, earlier, you're going to be uh, coming back up here to Harrisburg on Saturday. So, tell folks a little about what you're doing up here Saturday night. Yeah, no, uh, we're, we're back up here, um, yeah, this Saturday the 22nd at the Harrisburg Midtown Art Center uh, through 717 Entertainment, and we're really excited about this. This is our headlining show for us, um, probably going to do about an hour hour set, so we're really looking forward to it, obviously playing songs off both CDs and a little surprise in there as well, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, a surprise. surprise. <laughs> Oh, well. They're going to play Putting on the Ritz. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? Jack would probably do it with style, too. I would love to see it. Perfectly tuned, son of a gun. Uh, Oh, my goodness. So, too bad he couldn't make it, because a little later, I'm going to have you guys do a little, you know, something so... For station ID, and I know Jack would have oh, just like gosh. you know killed that. Oh, he's, yeah. he's sick. He's got no voice today. Oh, does he? Does he? Yeah, oh man, he's got to save himself for a Saturday. Yeah, yes, he does. He, uh, I mean, God bless him. He pushed through that show this past weekend, and you know, I think he was definitely worried about how he was going to sound, but he pulled it off. You yeah, he did well. Told us he was sick. I would not have known. Oh, that's good. No, that's definitely good to hear. That's and I'm definitely, and I know he would be happy to hear that too. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy was, he was, he was down in tea. He was throwing throat lozenges in, so. Yeah, I, I Jack Daniels I, and honey. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be a little too much for him. <laughs> I, I uh, try that though. <laughs> I'm an EMT, so. <laughs> See, now you got to invite Dave to your next show, so that way, <laughs> if you, have, if you need be, anybody. I can be the medical groupie. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Oh, and the bottle of Jack saying, "Ah, you'll be fine." <laughs> Doesn't I'm, taste right. A little more Jack. <laughs> I'm a trained professional. Don't worry. <laughs> so, uh, what else do you have coming up uh, here with uh, the New Year's coming? You know, you got the new album out. Do you have anything else going on? Yeah, New Year's coming. Um, we got a show down in Baltimore at Baltimore Soundstage on Saturday, January 26th. Uh, and that's going to be with Stone Horses. Um, you might be familiar with them. Uh, got a couple of members from Charm City Devils in the band. Uh, it's their new project. Uh, it's getting some traction on national radio. They got a couple top 40 hits, so that's, that's going to be a fun one. Um, and then at the moment, we're just planning for spring and summer of 2019 and hoping uh, we're going to get some big stuff on that. Yeah. Look, definitely looking to do some touring around that time as well. So obviously promoting the new CD and you know, it's, the new CD has been getting some great traction so far and a lot of love. And we're really excited to bring it out to all of our fans. So. It, like I said, it's a great CD. It was one of my 12 albums of Christmas. Ooh. Oh, oh. Um, once I find my notes here. <laughs> so this is what I had to say about it. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Can we leave now? We got the sensor button on. We got the car running. We'll go ahead. No, this is live radio. 
So this is what I had to say about it was uh, Between Shadow and Solace is one hard rocking album with uh, Jack's smooth but soaring vocals and the powerful instrumentals. The songs are deep and connect to the listener emotionally. Uh, my favorites from this album were Echoes, Solace, and Lazarus. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank seriously, you so thank you. You're, you're welcome. That was that was last Thursday. I posted that up. I I was my twelfth of the twelve albums of Christmas. I've been telling people save C- the best for last. Exactly. Mm-hmm. CDs make great stocking stuffers. Oh, absolutely. Or Secret Santa. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, no that. So that that's what I've been telling people. <laughs> that that was my message with the twelve albums of Christmas. So, um, that was one of my, in fact, I took my own advice. Lazarus is going to be a Christmas present for a, a friend of mine. So, oh, awesome. I, Very the cool. album. Yeah. <laughs> you just spoiled this, it. This would be another friend of mine, DJ Dave. Uh, it's, it's me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted this. So. You know the funny thing is when I got the I got the CD and I'm like, man, I should get them to autograph it. And then I opened it up and I'm like, oh man, look at this. And I'm listening to it. And I finally pulled the liner notes out. I'm like, oh, this is signed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, never mind. Put it back in. So I talk. uh, Like I said, Echoes is one of my favorite songs. So talk a little about Echoes. Yeah, sure. Um, Echoes started out from two different ideas. Uh, Mike had a guitar riff that he was messing around with, and uh, Mark had the, had a chorus. And so we were they, at that point, they were two completely separate entities. So we kind of worked together to try to figure out, okay, well, what if we can bring these two together? Um, and so we naturally we were able to bring them together. And I, the lyrics that I was developing at the time, I wanted it to kind of be almost like a midpoint for the CD. Um, kind of in this spot where it's you, you're starting to bridge that whole idea of, of coming into the light while you still have that darkness. And so this song is very much about um, holding on to this idea of, of faith, holding on to yourself, but also wondering, you know, is, 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 am I wrong to hold on to this? Is, you know, is what I'm holding on to even real to begin with? And you're just praying and hoping that it is, and then, while still kind of struggling with this feeling that maybe it's not. And so that was kind of the concept of the lyrics going into the song. And honestly, what I think is the perfect kind of midpoint for the CD to kind of bridge the gap between Shadow and Solace. So, so now we, we kind of talked about this Saturday night is that a year ago you guys were here. That's right. Yeah. And you actually played Echoes. Here that night. That shows how old yeah. the song. How long was that drum set? That? No, they oh. then that drum set was not here yet. <laughs> I, Kalen, I don't even know if you'd be able to sit behind it. I think we're gonna find out later. Oh, <laughs> hey, there's a, there's an electric guitar back there. There you go. There's an acoustic back over here. And there's mics. And there's mics. And we're missing a singer, yeah, but we'll start. Hey, you know what? Only two good singers. You know what? I can sing. Hey, there we go. I don't know if I can sing well, but I can sing. He sings along with your CD almost every day in the car. Yeah. So you probably know the words more than Mark does. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know the words more than I do. Just ask uh, me to sing what I sang this weekend. I, I don't know. We, we, we won't even ask. <laughs> but, um... 
Now I now Go I lost on. now I lost my train of thought, my train derailed. But um, but yeah, I the first thing I did notice was, like I said, that it did get more and more inspirational as you went on, and it it is it is an inspiration. That's why when I when I wrote my my little write up for it, I'm like this especially for somebody who maybe is having a hard time right now or you know especially you know someone like me who battles anxiety daily or or you know someone who battles depression i mean you listen to the cd and like as you go along in the cd it is it is hopeful it is inspirational and i hope that's what others take away from the cd absolutely no and that was definitely our goal going into this i mean again it's it's this idea of the human condition and i mean our for the well technically the second track on the cd victim of shame deals with this idea of anxiety of people's claiming that you're not actually going through what you're going through and it's like well of course i am i'm feeling it i'm living it and so yeah this whole cd is about the human condition what it means to be human and learning to accept that the flaws and the, the, even the good, they're all aspects of yourself and you can learn to live your life with all these pieces intact. So Holly, you're quiet. <laughs> I normally am. I mean, it's hard to speak when you have something then open your mouth when you don't have anything to say. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're going we're to pick on you a little here. <laughs> Got a voice made for radio. That's wonderful, Holly. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me mansplain something. Let me mansplain something to you. Oh, what, like, <laughs> what was, and so your part in all of this creating? I mean, you you have you know the base. I mean, what what's your part in helping with the the, the process that the whole band goes through? Well, I can answer that for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so when I'm not. You know, playing shows with the band, I'm actually a private music teacher for guitar and bass and ukulele, and so it's not just the one aspect that I love dealing with, but it's basically getting my hands on any type of instrument that I can and just seeing where I can go from there. And kind of when I get into the headspace of bass, it's it, the guitars are handling the lead lines and the rhythm, and then I'm like, what can I do to amplify Jack and Kaylin? Because the guitars, you know, have the melody line handled, have the rhythm line handled. And so, at that point, I'm like, oh, this would sound, you know, like, really good with Jack's voice. And so, I have to make sure it's syncopated with Kaylin. And, um, no, I think my favorite song that I did bass for was probably Echoes. Because it starts off slowly, and then when I do my bass line in the second verse, it's, it's just so much fun. For me to play and I loved like creating that in my head because at first I just had you know whole notes and I'm like okay where can I go with this where can I take it with this but it won't take away from the rest of the members of the band and so I think I found a, a happy medium with with that song she's not only just the, the linchpin in the band too I mean she she keeps us you know all together I mean she was she was the last member to come into this band mm -hmm. and when we brought her on it was like this is ignite the fire this is it you know, she brought this completely different element with the bass. Um, and she even came up with the concept for um, the first track, Shadow. 
I mean, that's the track that kind of sets the, mm -hmm. you know, mood for the rest of the CD, right? And so she came up with this idea on guitar, and that's what launched into Victim of Shame and carried it out through the rest of the CD. So, you know, not to basically answer Holly's question for her, but... I, I, I just wanted to seem modest. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to see do something like... with the ukulele. And then go into a little a little ukulele for ignite the fire. Do a kid's uh, version of I'm, between shadow and solace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the biggest difference between our previous album Trial and Triumph and our new one between Shadow and Sol Solace is Holly joined the band after Trial and Triumph, and I think you can really tell in the bass ability on there because <laughs> Mike and I tracked bass on the last album and. We aren't exactly bass players, and I think that was one of the biggest improvements we made is there's somebody who is really 100% on that instrument, giving it that creative output that it needs, and I think that that's the missing link between those albums. How long have you been with the band? Because we were trying to figure it out. It'll be two years in January. I think it's yeah, she, she joined like a week after we finished Trial and Triumph, so it would have been like January 2017. And I was yeah. guessing February 2017. I was close. Yes, you were. Yeah, nice. so, so January. I remember, I, so I went to high school with Mike and Jack, and then Mike posted on his Facebook page that his band was looking for a bassist, and I was like, it's it's been a while since I've been in the band. It'd be fun to join one again. So I, you know, hit him up, and I was like, hey man, saw you were looking for a bassist. would love to try out. And he was like, cool can you learn like two songs in like a couple of days i'm just like uh can i have the tunings he's like yeah a and b i'm like i've never really done those tunings before but i'll give it a shot <laughs> and uh i show up to band practice and i i tried out and they asked me a couple of questions and then a few days later i got the call from mike that i was in ignite the fire and the rest is history. We're so. very demanding. Yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was about to say, that's true Mike fashion, though. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, you got to learn these songs in like two days, and you know, you better learn them, man, or you're not going to be in the band. Because so. <laughs> I, I remember the first show we went to after I started uh, The Lair here was you guys at the V Spot with uh, Behind the Gray. Mm. Oh, wow. And you weren't with the band yet. So I, I remember. Agent A still has the T-shirt of you of the four of you guys with the lightsaber. Oh, the Star Wars! It, it is literally his favorite T-shirt. But you know, but that was that was our introduction with uh, Ignite the Fire. Uh, that and then you came aboard. And one thing when when I listen to it, the new album, still, I mean, it is Ignite the Fire. You guys have a unique sound. But it it is a little different from Trial and Triumph, which, by the way, which was a good EP, by the way. I, I really like that one, obviously. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it, it's been a, it's been great to see you guys as you grow as a band. I mean, it's been great to see that, because, you know, it's a far cry from, you know, from the V spot where you know Grandpa was jumping up and down at the, <laughs> in front of you, in front of y'all, to you know now you're doing your you know you're doing a headline show at I mean still it's Harrisburg, but it is it is one of our the bigger venues here. It's one of the nicer venues we have, so it's not, it's great to see that and and 
I'm happy for you guys. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thanks a lot. Really so, nice. see what time it is. It's almost the third hour here in the lair. Um, so, I don't know if I asked this one the last time or not, but I'm gonna. Since you guys are looking to tw looking to do some, you know, touring. Who's the dream? I think that's a different answer for all. Yeah, that's answer. That, well, that's what that's what I hope. Grand old Opry. <laughs> Not venue. Oh. The band. The band. Sorry. I can hear them at the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> we can hear anybody at the Grand Old Opry you want, but band wise, who's who's the dream to go on tour with? I don't. Uh, Mark, do you want to get us started? Or um, go down the line. I think for me, uh, a really good like dream tour. Would be us opening for like Fozzy and Alter Bridge. I think would be a really good one. I think definitely for me it would have to be Breaking Benjamin. Um, they're, they're a big influence on my own songwriting, especially uh, uh, Ben. And uh, that, that to me that would just be such a great tour to be a part of. And then for me it's Muse. I knew it. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Anyone at this point, honestly. Uh, do you have 15 minutes to spare? The, She's about to. Yeah. Up the third hour. <laughs> well, hey, we can. We it's can. like a Jehovah's Witness for Muse. <laughs> <laughs> have you, you heard anything other than plug in, baby? No? All right, sit down. Did you, you wanted to spread the gospel according to Muse? <laughs> well, okay, there we go. So, DJ Dave, uh, we were before we started the show, actually had his own uh, idea. Like he said, he wanted, he was thinking of uh, putting Ignite the Fire on his show coming up uh, Friday nights. And he had his own uh, idea for... It, the way the beats and the way everything flows, I'd love to mix it with Pearl Jam even flow. Oh, I'd love to hear that. to hear that. I would yeah, love no, to that hear that. Pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Tune in Friday night. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the beats and everything was... I don't know if my DJ is going to get in the road of being a radio DJ instead of a event DJ. Yeah. Dave, is, Dave is nervous for his opening, for his opening show. The years of being a, an event DJ apparently do not have him ready to be a radio DJ. So he included DJing our wedding. Yeah. And doing pictures. So do you have any <laughs> do you have any advice for the new DJ as far as, you know, getting over nerves? Oh jeez. Uh just uh get over the nerves and everything. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. No. That's actually a perfect question. What was it like the first time being on stage? Uh, you know, I think an absolute first time. The absolute first time. Well, for Ignite. How about, how about a, a part of Ignite Fire? Oh, geez. Oh, no, High school? Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, speaking personally, um, everyone talks about, you know, those on stage jitters, you know, those first time going up on stage. And I think because I just love being a drummer, I didn't have the nerves when I went up on stage. It was just like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to, you know, this is why I'm here. I'm going to come up on stage, little high school Kalen. Well, I shouldn't say little, but we were high what, 15, 16? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, playing in front of, you know, our peers. And, you know, they seem to have a good time. Looking back on it, we sucked. Wait, 
yeah, so we, hard. We were still learning how to play our instruments when we started playing shows. Right. So that that's not a good correlation because we were learning on the spot. We, we, um, <laughs> but I, I think we've pulled it off at this point. You you could sense there was like a you could sense the this uh, songwriting ability in there though. Yeah. You know you could sense no, we, we, we were, were gonna... writing in different keys on the same song. <laughs> but we eventually got it to work. Yeah, you knew we were gonna be able to gel and make this work. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, the guys at that point had already what been a band for too long. Too long. Had <laughs> <laughs> been a band for quite some time at that point, so they kind of had a repertoire and they kind of already had a following going. And so, for me to come in at a point where things were starting to roll for them, you know, the snowball was starting to get bigger and bigger. I was like. Don't screw up, Holly. Don't screw up, Holly. And so I had that little bit of nerves, but then as soon as I started playing, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can remember the things I've learned in the past, like, what, two weeks before my first show with yeah. you guys? Like, like I learned, like, seven songs in the span of two weeks with, with them, but as soon as I got on stage and I, like, started going back and forth with, like, Mike and Jack and Kaylin and Mark, it was like, okay, this this puzzle, this super easy puzzle of the five of us fitting together feels feels right and so as soon as we got past the first song i was like i i can do this so it's just getting it's that leap of faith basically trusting yourself that you can get through it so the crowd starts screaming one more song and she's like no (laughs) (laughs) we're all looking like you better learn one more song we're all like we have to learn one more song (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) on the spot guys free bird (laughs) oh no no, let me pull up the tab real quick (laughs) But if you've seen Holly on uh, live, um, she is not shy. So. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not it's at night all. and day, really. <laughs> yeah, it, me here is like shy, and then it, stage me is like, don't get near my bass, or I will whack you in the head with it, like with the way I move. Like, acid you're, metal. You're in the moment. Wow, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is, that is vicious. Holly, the ninja bass player. <laughs> I, I, yes, you, you, all of you do have you have an act an active show you're not just standing up on stage and and you know playing and and you know you you guys are active on stage jack definitely active uh on stage and fiber energy beforehand it's a (laughs) it's it's, you know definitely an enjoyable show for the folks so we're going to uh put on echoes here for folks to listen to as we head for the third hour here in the lair Uh, From Between Shadows and Solace, this is Echoes, your Lurch's Lair, here on New Regal Radio.
Newer Girl Radio. I'm DJ Adam along with DJ Dave. And ignite the fires with us here in studio. (laughs) Come on, make some noise. (laughs) That's better. (laughs) Golf claps. Nothing but golf claps. (laughs) So, um, obviously we know somebody likes Muse. But talk about your inspirations. I know you talked about uh, Breaking Benjamin. So talk about some of your inspirations for your music, and and how does that how does that play into what you create? I mean, geez, we're we're also uh, in terms of the influences that come about from each of us. I mean, we're also very different. We all come from different backgrounds, uh, different, and I'm sure each one of us will speak to that. Um, I know for me personally in terms of the influences behind um, my writing style and also my drumming style. Again, um, bands like Breaking Benjamin, even Alter Bridge, in terms of their the lyrical capabilities. Um, but for drumming, it definitely has to be John Fred Young of uh, Blackstone Cherry, uh, which we got to play a show with them up in Ohio. And getting a chance to meet your, your idol and finding out that he is one of the, just the most humble guys you've ever met and I had a poster, and I, I had all their signatures on it, but I didn't have his. And I kept always saying, you know, the day I get to open up for them, I'm going to ask to get his signature on there. And, of course, I, I meet him, I pull out the poster, and he's like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll sign it for you. And then, you know, the I poster guess, was like six years old. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just the fact that he was such a cool guy, let me actually go sit behind his drum set on stage, uh, be, you know, before the day even started. And it's a great experience. Next, yeah, um, I got I have a mixed bag of influences. Is like the first concert I ever went to was Rat back nice. in 2011. So not not exactly what you would expect, like a 15 year old first concert <laughs> hey, that's in, in 2015 fine. was Rat. But I, especially early on when I was learning how to play guitar, I learned a lot of like 80s hair metal music. So like growing up, Motley Crue. Poison, Scorpions, Rat, they were all really big influences on me, but then also at the same time, bands like Seven Dust, Disturb, Breaking Benjamin, Alter Bridge, and I think musically, because I don't really do a lot of lyrics, I write the guitar parts, um, but I try to write in ways where the guitar itself almost has a vocal element to it, where it has its own melody. Like, within the rhythm itself and whether that's in one single line or the different layers I'll put into a song. I learned a lot of that from like 80s players like Warren Martini, um, and then newer guys uh, like Clint from Seven Dust. Like they, they're all masters at being able to write both rhythms and melodies on the same instrument. So that, those are a lot of my influences. We won't judge on first concerts because my first concert would have been the Oak Ridge Boys mm. back in the mid to early 80s. So we won't judge on this. <laughs> oh. now, can, you, can you make your guitar talk like Steve Vai? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Working on that. And then um, for me, obviously, Muse is a huge influence for me not only bass wise but just what Matt Bellamy can do on the pianos and the guitar and what Dominic Howard can do on the drums the the three of them when they come together always create 
something entirely different and something entirely new, like no one album is the same, but also um, Tim Ferrick of Dance Gavin Dance is a really phenomenal bassist, and um, Getty Lee, of course, I grew up listening to Rush via my father, and David Bowie, like, he would play those CDs to help me fall asleep at night, so, like, Ziggy Stardust is one of my favorite records of all time, then my uncle played, like, Metallica and, like, Anti-Flag and, like, Bad Religion, so I grew up listening to punk. I have a mixed bag as well, just like Mark said, but, um, no, it's, it's weird when people are like, what do you listen to? It's like, oh, I listen to everything from the 1975 to, to Slipknot to Whitechapel to, you know, even sometimes Ariana Grande, like, I'll listen to anything that is inspiring, and then I sometimes write lyrics, and so my biggest, um, influence for when I'm writing my lyrics are Florence Welch from Florence the Machine and um, Kelly Williams with Paramore, two really strong um, women in the in the music industry, and so they, the, the way they write their lyrics um, conveys not only a message of hope, but also that, you know, sadness is a part of life and it's okay to deal with that sadness in a healthy way. So, Holly, what's it like being in a band with five, with four guys? Um, let me answer that for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is wonderful. <laughs> Next. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I have an older brother, and so I, I grow up hanging with guys a lot of the time, and so it's it's nothing new. I've always technically been one of the one guys. One of the boys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so when I joined, um, I already knew Mike and Jack from, from high school, and we were kind of the social outcasts, and so... That was one thing we, we had in common. But, join these losers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, getting to know Mark and, and Caitlin and the friendships that I've made with them have been incredibly rewarding. And because of them, I've gone to experience things I, I never thought I would. And so I, I owe them a, a lot in my life, a lot of the happiness I, I have in my life. And I don't think I could ever properly articulate or properly thank them enough for the opportunity to not only let me join the band but also continue to be a part of it and have my input and just create these memories that when I look back you know years from now sometimes even when I'm having bad days at work I can be like oh yeah I can remember that time you know Mike said something funny or you know when Jack and I had a really meaningful conversation or when Mark and I were goofing off or when Kaylin and I you know were, were doing something that made a memory for me that will last a lifetime and so it's it's nothing new to me it's just they're, they're my brothers now at this point. That's awesome. One big happy family. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she keeps bringing us baked goods, it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's the secret. That's the secret, yeah. 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 Bring, well, Holly, if you get tired, I'll come. I'll meet you down there. Okay. <laughs> bring baked goods. She made the mistake of bringing, uh, I don't know, probably a cake or something one time, and now we all just expect Oh, it was like it, the so. first practice when she joined the band she like brought a cake guys i'm just so happy to be a part of this band and oh food okay <laughs> yep, there was that's your that's your prerequisite you're hired you're hired yeah. keep bringing big goods yeah. and then she shows up for practice without one go away go away <laughs> and we've all put on 15 pounds and it's all her fault you're not allowed in until you have an intimens <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Can you say that this morning? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I actually forgot my breakfast this morning. And I'm sitting at my desk and be like, I'm hungry. Where, 
And I even packed his cooler for him. Aww. Aww. Yes, I know. I'm like, did I leave it in the car? No, I didn't even grab it. Mondays. <laughs> yes, definitely a case of the Mondays. Um, all right, so we're going to go a little lighter here. We were discussing movies. So, uh, DJ Dave over here just saw Han Solo, the, the Solo movie. We were having a little discussion. I love the movie. What, for those of you who've seen it, what do you think of Solo? As and especially within the larger context of the Star Wars universe. Did you, you see it yet? I, I did see it. Oh, oh uh, wow! You saw wow. it before us. I, I did see it. It's gonna snow. It's thanks to oh, movie pass. No. At least I didn't pay for it. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I think if they can build off it properly, it can work. Um, but. If they just leave it hanging where it ended, um, and don't try to move on or take it as a learning experience, then it's not going to help the franchise. So I think you have to keep doing movies like it to make improvements. Chewy, a Wookiee story. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because of supposedly how bad Solo did. Yeah, that's the last anthology movie. I think we're seeing going to see a lot more television from Star Wars now, especially with the Disney streaming. Yes, so. they they've already announced a Mandalorian. Yep. yep. Uh, and I guess there's more coming down along, along the line. Mm-hmm. Jedi with mouse ears. <laughs> oh boy! They, oh. They... <laughs> oh, so you do voices? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to steal that from Jack. Yeah, Jack, Jack can keep that. Um. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. They they've said they're pulling back. That you know, yeah. that the, the anthology movies didn't really turn out to be the what they thought they would be. So I think the issue is, if you think about it, though, is they keep giving us movies we don't want. No one asked for Rogue One. No one asked for Solo. I mean, you look at what people are saying. They want Obi Wan, and where's our Obi Wan movie? And they will not do it. <laughs> and they no. won't do it. And Ewan McGregor even you said he's not getting any younger yeah. either. We need something. We need him to do it. Yeah, and I, now we're never probably never going to see it. Because I think that would be, that would be a great story for them to do to tell what he was doing on Tatooine. Right, mm-hmm. and, and if um, I mean if if you or even the listeners have watched uh, the Clone War series and even Rebels, they go into detail about what Obi Wan mm-hmm. has been doing in between those movies, and those are canon. So mm-hmm. you know the fact that you know spoiler alert, Darth Maul is still uh, still alive. And they least, go they go into a showdown. At uh, least until Obi Wan kills him. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's the movie I want. I want a Darth Maul movie. That, you want yeah, a Darth Maul movie? Yeah. yeah. He has an incredibly nice. awesome backstory. So you know, but we're not getting those. So. No. <laughs> you, you know what though? The, at least maybe a Darth Maul project might be Disney. Might end up like on Disney streaming. I can see that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I. Th- I think Disney right now is worried that there is too there was like too much of a backlash against Solo. Yeah, and t- there's just too much Star Wars. And from what I hear, Solo isn't even that bad of a movie. It's, it's not. It's, it's just plagued because they had they kept switching out directors. I mean, you bring in Ron Howard, you should be set. And I still think give Ron Howard a chance. You know, let him actually direct. You know, whether it be a Star Wars series or his own movie. You know not come in halfway on a project that was doomed from the start because of writing issues and fan backlash. The what, what I would like to see, they probably will make a movie out of this, 
maybe Disney, this Disney streaming. I like to see a series about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Because if you've ever read the books, now of course the older books are no longer canon. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever read the older books and like he, they had him in, the, in Rebels, they had him in the cartoon, but he is probably one of the most interesting Imperial characters in the universe. I mean, he, I, I, to me, he ranks up there with Vader and, you oh, know, absolutely. he is an amazing character. So I would like to see that. That would be my want, but, uh. Alright, so, what's your favorite movie you've seen recently? Recently? Recently. Well... Um, I mean, so we just saw the new um, Spider-Man movie, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, they actually, how, how was that? It was really, really well done. I mean, so Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. He's always been my favorite superhero. And so, with Spider-Man Homecoming, I thought like that was like the quintessential like Spider-Man film. But with this one, you know, someone like me, it was so much fan service, but... For someone, you know, going in just like seeing Spider-Man and being like, oh, you know, he's a he's a fun character. I don't know that much about him. It's a good jumping point for someone to be like, I can see why he's everyone's favorite. You know, it, it caters not only to hardcore fans, it also caters to like just, you know, the normal comic book reader. Not even a comic book reader, just someone who likes superhero movies. And I think the art style was fantastic. The voice acting, every person that they casted for their character was was phenomenal it, it's probably up in my top three movies of this year that i've seen in theaters it, it was the first sony spider-man movie that when it was over i was like okay this one needs a sequel it, it actually deserves a sequel so i'm hoping we get it and i'm hoping that sony doesn't screw it up like sony usually does <laughs> so you so you did like spider-man homecoming oh yeah yeah, I thought I Tom did. Holland was a was a good choice for Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. I, I did, played both parts well. I did too, and I, a lot of people I hear are, oh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Mm-mm. And it's like, okay, so the guy they had in between, nah. But I think <laughs> Tom Holland actually is a perfect yes. Peter yeah, Parker. Yeah, no, he really, he really is. Because when you like read the comics, he's like the perfect, like, ultimate, like, 2000s, like, Spider-Man, like he perfectly walked the line between being nerdy and not knowing what he's doing, but also like he's past the stage, you know, where Uncle Ben has passed away. He's been doing this for a while now, and he's in his you know homemade getup before, you know, Tony gives him the suit and stuff, and you know he's he's still learning. And they have that scene in Homecoming where literally every time I see it, like when he's under the spoiler, when he's like under the rubble, and he's just like someone like please help. He's a kid in that moment and like every time that scene happens it gets me it's like someone help him please he's a a boy it's just like it's 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 literally ripped from the page of you know the 1954 issue when he's he's like come on spider-man you're spider-man get up get up and that's that's what spider-man is he's someone who gets knocked down but he always comes back up stronger because he learned from it and that's that's why he's my favorite what have you seen recently mark uh i mean for me change of pace uh, <laughs> the the green book was absolutely phenomenal with uh vigo mortensen in it um and if he doesn't win an oscar i'm gonna be very upset i know everyone's on like the ryan Gosling bandwagon <laughs> but for my money vigo mortensen now uh, he's always aragorn to me oh, yes, he is. Rings, <laughs> but like it was so fascinating seeing aragorn 
as this Italian-American guy in the 1960s that put on a lot of weight, learned perfect Italian for this, and the, the background of the true story is just fascinating um, with the Don Shirley trio, especially Don Shirley himself, um, classically trained pianist traveling through the Deep South with his Italian-American uh, valet driver as not only his driver but a security guard. Uh, and all Vigo, all Vigo's character wants to do is get the job done, make it home in time for Christmas. Um, but they, it's just the, the bond and the friendship that they made in real life just really transitioned great into film. And I really think Vigo should get an Oscar for it. It's just so Aragorn has an Oscar. Well, well, <laughs> well you know, you know, the, the Oscar committee is listening, so, you know. There you go. <laughs> How many people here saw Avengers Infinity War? <laughs> Everyone except Mark. None. Ah, that's Super all right. You're a Lord of the Rings guy. Super Ooh. Troopers too. <laughs> so, I, I was blown away by it. And even knowing the stories, because I, I read the comic books growing up. So, knowing these stories... Um, so what what all did you think? Because I cannot wait for Endgame. How many times did I see Infinity War? I think I saw Infinity War like six times in theaters. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, it was just so good. Such, like, yeah. that's my favorite film of this year. Like, I don't think anything I will see will top that movie. Because even like I kept my expectations like fairly high I want to say for that movie because oh, they yeah. only dropped two trailers and so there was so much speculation and so much going into it you know it's been 10 years since Iron Man came out it's been building to Thanos and so how are they going to pull this off how are they going to do this and we we saw I saw it literally with a packed theater like there were mm -hmm. no empty seats you know when certain moments happened like you know like applause would happen then like when the big scene happened like it was so quiet you could hear a pin drop and that's just like how powerful I feel like the movie was because the Russos are phenomenal directors and the talent that they had they perfectly catered to what everyone wanted I feel like I, w I was sitting in the theater and as you know as characters are disintegrating I'm like no, no, no. <laughs> and I know it, it, it's been made a fun of a bit but Spider-Man's I don't want to go. Oh, stop. That, that, was, that was like, oh, I cried. that was heart-wrenching. I like, cried. But, no. That was heart-wrenching. So, this is just a fan theory that I read, and if it is, it is completely dark if this happens in Endgame. But... Supposedly, time travel is going to be the theme of Endgame. What if Tony Stark travels back in time and orders the Winter Soldier to kill his mother so that he can get the Soul Stone? I did not read that theory. Uh, no, this is news to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go on. <laughs> you are saying. <laughs> That that, that 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 was a fan theory is that if Tony, you know, with the time travel because he needs the times he needs the soul stone and you have to give something up 
and he loves his mother more than anything in the world. So if he, knowing what it's going to do to him, what it's going to do to the Avengers when he finds out that he still has, does it and sends the Winter Soldier to kill his mother. That is some nice. dark stuff right there. That'd be cool. Yeah. It would be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I guess was, we'll find out. Uh, I was the evil person after that movie because a friend of mine who's probably a bigger fan than she is, I got different packs of colored granule jello <laughs> and put them all together and sent them to her. <laughs> Lime for the Hulk, red cherry for Spider-Man. <laughs> Dude, that is that is like that's next level trolling right there, man. Like when you mix like Skittles and M&Ms together, you monster. That's just like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guarantee there's no Skittles in my M&M cookies. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, yeah. Oops, no. <laughs> yeah. Taste the rainbow. We've got about a half hour left in the show and and We'll get back to the music here a little. Um, from Trial and Triumph, this is my favorite song from it, is Criticize. Um, obviously my favorite. It is actually part of the introduction to the show every week. Um, I know we we would have talked about it last year, but um, tell folks a little about the background to that. Because I, I know when... We were here last time, and I actually talked with, you know, we talked with Jack, and he he talked about that that song and what it you know what it meant to him. Um, but talk a little about that song and 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 what went into it. Sure. Um, to criticize was actually an idea that Jack had, um, a song that we were. I don't even know how far into the writing process we were for Trial and Triumph. It definitely wasn't toward... I mean, it maybe was the third or fourth song I was written for it. Yeah. And Jack had this idea, and he brought it forward. It was completely different from what the song ended up becoming. And we're just playing with it. It's like, you could tell there was something good there. And, and Mark had this chorus that, that he had built for it. And it's like, okay, there's something there. So we spent the time working with it and working with it. We were able to finally latch on to something. And it was like, okay, this is the song. And then Jack comes forward with these lyrics, and he says, you know... I want to I want to take this uh, I want to take this from a more of a personal stand, standpoint for for myself meaning Jack and we're like okay you know let's let him tell tell his story let's let him get his feelings out on this song a little bit and um, the, the lyrics that he brought forward and the melody that he created too for that chorus I mean that's probably one of our catchiest choruses we've ever written you know and he sings it with such power and um, I think because it comes from that personal place for him, he every night that we perform this song, it's just such a real emotion coming forth from him. And uh, it's definitely turned into a fan favorite, um, one of our biggest singles that we've released. Um, and it's always a fantastic one to play live because you see the fans singing that chorus back and we always hear, you know, hear the stories about, you know, I, I'm, I'm criticized or I was criticized, you know, for the way that I was living or things that I've done. And so for Jack to put his personal feelings into a song, into the lyrics, and then have that resonate so well with the audience and, and for them to be able to connect with it, you know, it's, it's just such a beautiful thing to see. And it's such an awesome song live, uh, just, you know, getting that reaction from everyone. 
This might be just my personal bias, but all your stuff live is really good. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, we actually just play the CD. We, <laughs> oh, so you're lip syncing yeah, up there, yeah, are you? Yeah. Oh, a little Millie Vanilli going yeah. on? We actually yeah. don't know how to play our instruments. <laughs> they just handed me a bass and said, here you There's go. There's no strings on it. She just a, makes it. There's no strings on me. <laughs> I thought it was all about the bass. <laughs> no, no trouble. trouble. No trouble. <laughs> All right, folks, this is Ignite the Fire from their album Trial and Triumph. This is the song Criticize. You're in Lurch's Lair here on New Regal Radio.
New Regal Radio. I'm DJ Adam. And I'm DJ Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Lurch's Lair. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, I should have put I should have put Facebook Live up because we're what we're talking about off air is is just as good as on air. Uh, apparently, you know, forgetting to how to play a song until you're on stage. That's right. And the song's called "Remember Me." Yes, and the song's called "Remember Me." <laughs> so, so I should have remembered. Uh, what are we playing? Remember me? Aw, oh, damn. <laughs> How's it going? How's that one going, man? I can't remember. <laughs> 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 Don't mention it. Don't mention it. Turn around. You're not in Perry County anymore. Oh, and if they come to Harrisburg and end up in Perry County, I don't know who was driving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you know, you definitely have gone too far if you see the signs that, you know, say Perry County. You just turned off the paved road. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! When oh, you're driving, there's always a good chance of that. Uh oh! Oh! oh, oh wow! Manager Rick, man. Oh, you're walking home. We, can, we don't have a manager now. <laughs> you can you can stay in Adam's you know, room tonight, but you know he's gonna need it. You take him up on the hill. Why would I do that? See how fast he can come down off of it. Oh, dude, harsh. Uh, so it is like I said, it's great to have you uh, here in the studio. Um, we got about oh, we got about twenty minutes left. Is there anything you guys want to talk about? Want to say to the listeners that um, we haven't covered yet? But that we haven't covered yet. That we no. haven't covered yet. Do we have any funny stories or anecdotes? <laughs> I don't know. Do, uh, do you from your... Radio friendly ones. What was the funniest thing that ever happened to you guys while on stage? On stage. Oh. I feel like it has to do something with Mike. But, uh, <laughs> me, for me, jumping into the drum kit. You falling oh into gosh. my drum kit? Okay. No, that was, what? Okay, come yeah. on. That so, was offbeat. So, so our, uh, it was actually at our CD release show for Trial and Triumph. Um... I wasn't fully aware of the positioning on everything on stage, so uh, Run around with that was a closed. big stage. Too. It, it was yeah. a very big stage, and uh, I was standing on top of um, one of our ego risers, and I didn't check to see where exactly stuff behind me was. Oops. So when I jumped. Uh, I guess I overshot the landing a little bit. Just a little. And, and landed, <laughs> overshot the landing. landed on the drum kit, um, <laughs> taking out the kick microphone. Uh, I unstrapped my guitar. You broke your strap. Yeah, I broke my strap. And did I not? I think the whole kit yeah. moved. About six no, no, no it's, it's funny. Yeah. I'm, no, 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 because I, I, had, I had the rack mount, so I, uh, different from my normal uh, kit setup. And I'm just playing along, and I'm, I'm getting into it like I always do. And I just feel the kit just shift a little bit. And, I'm like, and then I'm like, what just happened? I just see Mark flailing, and I'm like, oh, no, man down. I just, I just remembered when we actually played the doghouse last year. It must have been, like, 
my 10th or it was still like me early being in the band and I'm like rock now and headbanging and I just feel something like hit me in the back of the head and I look back and I see Kaylin to reach for another drumstick he'd been drumming so hard that he cracked his drumstick in half and accidentally hit me in the back of the head with his drumstick and I just see him melt impaled I'm so sorry. <laughs> show where I landed into a drum kit, somebody always heckles me. <laughs> he just goes, you, you gonna jump into the drum kit again today? Oh, <laughs> oh look, there he is again. <laughs> now, my, uh, no, it's, well, but, that was definitely a trial, and he didn't try him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right then, we should have known, let's call it quits. <laughs> start working on the next album. No, but, uh, no, my drumsticks are freaking projectiles because I'll have shows, I will go a month without breaking a drumstick, and then all of a sudden there will be one show where I'll go through, like, ten drumsticks. Snap, snap. I'm just, yeah, picking them up, they're breaking off, and they're but, flying into people, and I'm like, I'm going to injure someone. But you guys are so smooth, though. It's like you guys never miss a beat, and it's like, crack, there's another no, one. It, it, it can be so hard, though, because there will be some, like, some fills, or there'll be a part in the song where it's like, okay, i got to make this as a quick a movement as I can, because I can feel the stick start to break and I know if I'm going to hit that symbol it's going to hit one of the people up front and I don't want in the back ever. of the head in the back of the head there go Holly that does remind me of something because Saturday night you and Mark were back to back and each, both of you were headbanging have you ever Smack. hit no, we, each other we do, it, we do it every single show we have never hit each other in the back of the don't head jinx yeah, don't jinx them don't jinx them yeah we're somewhere we need that <laughs> So yeah. Saturday night, when the two of you get concussions, yeah. <laughs> oh, looks like well, I know no, what I'm doing playing. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> we are never going on Lurch's Lair again. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, there's Dave out in front of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Call up the EMT. Wow. So, you, how hard do you hit the drums? Because you, you just look like you are just. I I, I am an angry individual. No. Um. <laughs> I know I hit pretty hard, and again, that comes from my influences. Um, John Bonham, I mean, you watch John Bonham when he was playing with Led Zeppelin. I mean, he treated his drum kit like, you know, he hated it. <laughs> no no <laughs> pun intended, yeah. the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like he's cursing at his kit the whole entire time. So, you know, when I was younger watching him and also John, John Fred Young of Blackstone Cherry, I saw how they played, and I'm like, okay, so I just got to hit hard. I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to be good. I just got to hit hard. <laughs> and, um, it's always kind of just carried over. It, it's, and I've always felt like you need to, you need to hear the drums. You need to feel the drums, but also, you know, I've watched a lot of drummers and they usually look, some of them look like they're bored back there. And I didn't want to come across as someone who's bored playing drums. You know, I want to, we have a philosophy in the band that if we look like we're having fun, then the crowd's going to have fun mm -hmm. because they're going to feed off that energy. So when I'm up there drumming, I want to show that I'm giving 110% with my energy. And uh, hence the hard hitting, hence the, the snare drum breaking, the cymbals cracking, the drumsticks flying. And yes, I've seen your crack cymbals. <laughs> the last time when we were down at Rock on the Rise, I, I got to see the... the Chunk missing out right, of it. Right, right. He's got a reputation with Zildjian. <laughs> I'm trying to get that Zildjian sponsorship, but they're not too fond of me breaking their symbol. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, and, you know, again, if, if I look like I'm having fun, then I know someone's out there watching me, and they're having fun, too. So that's what it comes down to.
Yeah, you, you guys definitely have an energy. Yeah, if, we, uh, if we're not dry heaving by the time the show's <laughs> over, we didn't do a good show. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys definitely have an energy when you're on stage there. I mean, you're all moving around. You all do look like you're having a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, Jack is very is very energetic when he sings as well. You can tell there's a lot of emotion when he sings. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, you can tell when, because when, I, will, I will sit there, I was a drummer, mm-hmm. so I will sit there and just watch. <laughs> and you, you, you can tell that you are just so into Absolutely. what you're doing. Absolutely. So, yeah, you guys put on a great show. Um, as we as we get closer to the end here, let's see. Um, DJ Dave, do you have any? I think I'm going to change all my plans for this weekend. You're going to change your plans for this I'm gonna, weekend? I'm going to sign my own doctor's note. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice. There we go. There we go. I just don't want to hit the so, bass back here. So, guitars. So, I'm learning that beast over there. Yes. Any... Or, you as well, since you since you're teaching. She, any, she's better. Uh, nah. Any, uh, any uh, ins? Um, get a better guitar. Um, get a better guitar. <laughs> if you're not three thousand dollars invested in pedals, you're not going to be a guitar. Yeah. Make, make sure it's or you're not sitting with a seventy-three Fender Strat. Yeah. yeah. Always my co- tune. My cousin has one. And then tune sorry. again. Tune, tune again. And tune for the because I. I a friend of mine is is teaching me how to, to play, and he's in a he's starting his own another band, um, and he's like he just said just keep the tuner on it, just keep the tuner on it. Damn. So, so uh, I, I have a problem getting my fingers to move on the fretboard. I know I don't trust myself yet <laughs> at all, but I have a problem getting my fingers to move. That's, um, that's I mean, just all so, experience, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like you're just training your body, like how you would for like a marathon or you know a, anything Riding like a that. Oh, I'll never or, play. I'll, I'll never play a guitar for oh, a marathon. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go with the top thing. It's like it's like straight. Let's go with the like, hardest thing that human being can do. How about going to space? You know, have you been to space? Like training is exactly like rocket science. It's like like learning to ride a bike it's just getting used to the feet i mean i could barely make an e major chord when i first started you know What's my that? fingers like <laughs> you know like my fingers my fingers would like hurt and i'd be like another another 10 minutes and you keep like adding on time and you keep you know giving yourself the patience to, like i'm just learning this i'm you know a beginner and then you know soon enough you'll start memorizing things and you'll see the progress that you you've made but you'll be like i know i can do better and so it's that continuous one upping of yourself you become your greatest ally but also your greatest opponent you'll just keep trying to be better i just feel bad for your music students because if that's the spiel you're yeah. giving them about you well if you run a marathon i don't marathon this little like, seven-year-old sitting there like okay miss holly oh. it's not like i'm teaching them like reapers like right off the bat but I, I said i love it to, i love seeing like female guitars females basic because you always picture not the stereotype but their hands are like so tiny and stuff and the way they no not at all <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like and they out do it they just rip it up it's not like my hands are big yeah <laughs> i mean it's Huge. just 
It's just practice. Nah, he can use the double neck guitar with one hand. The famous story of like when Dimebag and Vinnie Paul first learned guitar and drums. First song they learned was Smoke on the Water, and they played that for seven hours together when they first learned it. So it's fi find what you love about that instrument and do that a hundred thousand times and then move on to like the next thing that interests you and would challenge you to make you improve then you can do that one a hundred thousand times and so on and so on and so on and then eventually you're moving on from being the worst guitar player in the world to <laughs> someone decent yeah someone decent <laughs> and then from there you become mediocre Mark. and then from there you can be like joe satriani oh. yeah actually the the first song i am learning is Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, DJ Highlander, who's on Sundays before me, he's learning the bass. Okay. He's learning the bass part of that song. Our goal is that we will both learn to play it pretty well at the same time. Have a new regal band. And that we will, um, that we will record ourselves and mix it together. Hmm. And then we'll see what we do with it, whether or not we can, you know, get anybody to buy it and, and maybe do something for charity that way. Well, that'd, that'd be yeah. great. Absolutely. <clears throat> we, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Puberty. Oh, 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 Pardon me there. Oh, no. <laughs> we already have actually a new Regal Radio band because we have a drummer in DJ Kyle's above. He is the drummer for Second Player Score. Uh, DJ Perlman is the singer, lead singer for Revel 9. I can run the mix. <clears throat> I can play a mean... <laughs> That's what matters. I can play a, needs a sound guy. Yes. I can play a mean air triangle. Um, <laughs> so we, we've got a band, definitely. So I, once I learn to play that, I can I do lights. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go over Saturday and do the lights at your show. I looked over at Brian and I texted him, like, this guy sucks. Did you want to do a dungeon? Yes. I need to bring my brain box over to him. She went to school for theater. so And she agree. she worked in the theater, in theater Her no. Open stage of Open stage of Harrisburg. Theater Harrisburg. Oh, sorry. And for sound and life boards at both. I forgot the. I forgot one. Maybe, them. maybe you could run lights this Saturday <laughs> at the Harrisburg Midtown Art Center. Seven One Seven Entertainment presents "Ignite the Fire" with special guests Mutiny at Midnight and Forward Order. Uh, show is all ages, twenty-one under. Has to be accompanied with an adult. Uh, tickets are only ten dollars. You can get them online or at the door. Uh, show starts at 8 o'clock on Saturday, again, at the Harrisburg Midtown Art Center. Dude, that that was epic. Oh. That was epic. Oh. You are ready for radio. <laughs> Slow clap right <laughs> DJ Mark. DJ nice. Mark. We've got a spot for you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, nice. So, uh, at, with the remaining nine minutes we have here, uh, like I said, it is great to have you, and I, I cannot stress, if you are here in the Harrisburg area, like Mark said, go down to the Harrisburg uh, Midtown Arts Center this Saturday night. You're not going to be disappointed. I guarantee that. These folks right here, and the missing two, <laughs> um, 
will put on a great show for you. I, like I said, I guarantee that right now. So go see them. Um, and they have a surprise for you. Apparently now, <laughs> now I'm intrigued. It's gonna be a fun night. Na- <laughs> I know. That's what intrigues me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what intrigues me. Now you know. We just take Agent A, and he can you know. Be the bouncer. Be the. We'll give him a. We'll give him headphones. Headphones and a phone. He'll be fine. (laughs) He 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 has decided that, and, and I had to laugh when he told us this. He's not playing the drum anymore because he told his mother that he has a different life path. Oh. And I told him, you're 12. You don't have a life path yet. <laughs> I would say clearly he's wrong. But <laughs> so he, he, is, he is still playing in, in the school band, but uh, there's a reason why that drum kit's in the corner because he just he, he decided right now Minecraft is his life. Uh, okay. It's a phase. I'll get out of it. <laughs> I yeah. hope. <laughs> Just tell Adam if he doesn't, or Agent A if he doesn't pick up uh, drums again, he wants his drumstick back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, that, that, or I'm going to take that drum kit and play it this Saturday. That's going to be my well, if you I got two out, words for that one. The Harrisburg Midtown <laughs> Art Center this Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, it might inspire him to pick up the drums again. Nice. <laughs> Actually, I would love to see you play that, play that drum kit? set. I will do it this Saturday. I'll play that kit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Fingers are totally not crossed right now, but I'm totally. <laughs> Fingers aren't, but his toes are. Oh, doesn't. <laughs> I would because I I actually got behind that to see. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I did because it's like, like animal. Like yes, yes, they were. I couldn't. I couldn't hit the snare. <laughs> I could hit my knee. I couldn't hit the snare. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, it's like driving in a Chevette. Yeah, no, those tiny kids—they're—they're they're something else. They're fun to play on, though. They're fun to play on. They just destroy it. I would destroy it. I would absolutely destroy it. Or he'd fall into it. I, or he'd yeah. fall into it. <laughs> I, honestly, he—he beat that—he beat that thing as hard as he could. Good. Yeah, he. That's what he loved to do. He just loved to make noise. Anger management. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Well, that's that's all drumming is. You know, it's it's taking those emotions and just letting them all out. I mean, that's any instrument though. So, I, it's a healthy way of doing it. I keep telling him, um, because he is on the autism spectrum, and I kept telling him, it's the first thing that I've ever seen you do where you failed at it, and you went back to it. And that's why it's still here, mm-hmm. because I, Minecraft is a phase. He does go through these phases, mm-hmm. and my my hope is that you know at some point in time he's gonna be like, Dad, I, I need do a bigger want, set. I do want to do this. <laughs> yeah. no, so that that's why it's still sitting there. We're gonna wait for a set that Kalen can pass down. It's not totally busted. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah, when when the when the world tour comes, <laughs> and you can put him in a cage and flip him upside down. And just, <laughs> then they forget to bolt the drums down. Oh no! 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 no. no we can't flip. Oh, we, sitting there going like, oh. we can't. We can't flip Kalen. Come on. 
Don't flip me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I just, I don't and know. We, and we won't flip Kalen at... Midtown Arts Center this Saturday at 8 p.m. Come on, man. I'm giving you the opening there. So I gotta shoot my own shots. Oh, oh he can't be bored yeah. until he's got a off the cuff. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, thank you guys for coming up. I, I really yeah. appreciate you guys coming up and doing this. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see you again. Uh, and it was good to see you at the show. Um, yeah. No, you know we we absolutely love coming here on, on here on the lair. You know, we, obviously we love you guys and you know we always have a good time we love doing these interviews and um you know we're really excited about the show this saturday we're excited about our new cd um you know our our, our sponsors pig hog cables and clayton guitar picks they really helped helped us complete the cd and you know we're incredibly grateful to them and we're grateful to the fans who have expressed their love for the cd so far and you know we can't wait to show them what we have in store for 2019 so yep. where can your fans get your cds well <coughs> you can get them this saturday at the harrisburg midtown arts center uh 717 entertainment presents ignite the fire at the harrisburg midtown Art Center this Saturday at 8 p.m. Is, it, is, is the merch lady coming along? The merch lady is going to be there oh. with, with her, with her smiling face. <laughs> um, but you, you can also get our music. We're also available on iTunes, Spotify, all digital outlets. Um, we do have physicals for sale on our merch store, uh, shop.ignitethefiremusic.com. So anywhere you can get music is where you'll find us. Um, yeah, and Legally and illegally. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah we... we and really? Illegally, not yet, because I've searched. <laughs> <laughs> not on Pirate Bay yet. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, pretty much out of time for this evening. Again, thank you uh, for joining us. Go out. Get the CD. One of my 12 albums of, of Christmas. Go out. Makes a perfect gift. And if you're not busy to Saturday... They'll be at the They'll be at the Midtown Arts Midtown Art Now I forgot the name HMAC Midtown Arts Center In Harrisburg, Pennsylvania uh, At 8pm, that's correct 8pm Here in Harrisburg, so come out Join Ignite the Fire You won't be disappointed And stop by and see the merch lady too Say hi. <laughs> make her smile. And buy something, and too. Give her money. And give her money. Give her money. <laughs> that will make her smile. <laughs> All right. And DJ Dave over here. Where can we, the folks find you? Friday night, 8 to 11 p.m. on New Regal Radio. All right, folks. That is it for this evening. But don't worry. I will be back Sunday. And it will actually be our Sunday Christmas show. We're having two hours of rocking Christmas tunes on Sunday. No show Monday, though. It's Christmas Eve. Got to get ready for ho, some... Ho, ho. Exactly. Everybody have a great week. Have a great night. And we will see you back here on Sunday. You still here? It's over. Go home.
Chao. You're listening to New Regal Radio. Radio. Radio.